Direct from News Talk ZB's team at Parliament. The Beehive Buzz. Beehive Buzz. It's time for the Beehive Buzz with political reporter Aaron Darman. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning, Nick. How are you? Great, thank you. The High Court has ruled the MIQ system and its lottery operated under, they, they actually operated unjust. What are your thoughts? What's happening? A pretty damning judgment out yesterday afternoon and a lot of the reaction to this was wow because the government has given us every impression that everything that has been done, particularly with MIQ and the COVID response, has been legally sound. Now, important to note that, of course, the High Court found MIQ in of itself was lawful and it was key in our elimination strategy, but it also found the system did not sufficiently allow individual circumstances to be considered, to be prioritised, and really key here too, it says it was inevitable MIQ would operate unjustly when demand exceeded supply. So. This is a very serious judgment uh, for the government. They will be trawling. Uh, their Crown legal hacks will be trawling through this judgment to see if there are any loopholes, if there are any things that they could appeal. Because so far we have not had, despite calls from the advocacy group Grounded Kiwis, despite calls from the opposition, we have not had an apology from the government which reflects that they are looking at whether or not they could appeal this. Is the government taking any kind of responsibility for this decision? To be honest with you, not a lot. We got a statement out yesterday afternoon from Chris Hipkins. It took about, well, three, four, five lines before we actually ended up uh, with a little paragraph uh, that said, yep, okay, we acknowledge this decision and we're now considering what this means. A lot of it was uh, patting itself on the back, uh, vindication in a way to say, well, MIQ in and of itself was lawful, uh, it was legal. Uh, of course, the opposition say it's vindication for uh, the those who were offshore who said that MIQ and particularly that lottery, was not legally sound. And uh, I would say that for many of the New Zealanders who were stuck offshore as a result of MRQ, we saw those incredible, uh, devastating and, and just downright uh, unbelievable uh, scenes, you know, when the lottery was opened up and then you were waiting in line, 10,000, 15,000 people trying to scramble to get a spot in a hotel here in New Zealand. Uh, that, that actually was not legal. Uh, and now we're waiting on whether or not the government will, will act. Yeah, something's got to be done. Tax has been a top uh, topic this this weekend. People we're all talking about it. The government is taking aim at New Zealand's wealthiest. What can they actually do apart from bringing some more taxes in? That's a fantastic question, Nick. What can the government do? Because, of course, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, well, she's ruled out the capital gains tax. She's, oh, yep, she's ruled out the wealth tax. Uh, so we're, they're on a bit of struggle street if they actually do want to roll out the tax and if they actually do want to do something when it comes to tax... Uh, they're going to have to try and find a way of doing that that isn't, I guess, when it comes to the, the tax system, that isn't one of the easiest ways of rolling something out. Uh, and so this was Revenue Minister David Parker, who's typically very nitty-gritty. You don't go to a speech by David Parker and go, all right, we're in for a show. But he really dug into uh, New Zealand's wealthiest. He says, look... Big money Kiwis are likely being undertaxed. Any data tracking how much tax they are paying is close to useless. And so he's proposing this bill that will set out what he's calling fairness principles in the tax system that would require officials to periodically report back to ministers. It includes everything from ensuring those in the same economic positions pay the same amount of tax to efficient administration for taxpayers. But really, this is about developing and, and garnering a bit of pressure 
in the system so that who knows if Kiwis start to go well, actually, we need to hold uh, New Zealand's wealthiest to account. Come the next election, uh, Labour, of course, as opposed to the Labour government, may be able uh, to do something here. Meanwhile, on the opposition side, National uh, are getting, uh, well, they're getting sort of tied up in their own spider's webs over their own tax policy, so they're not providing a huge amount of alternative. The interesting thing, Aaron, is that, that obviously I'm a little bit older than you, and I can't ever remember a government attacking the top like going at these top wealthy people. They've already said they're going after the group of 30 or 40 of the most uh, richest people in New Zealand. I mean, what are they going to gain out of it? It's almost like an investigation. But anyway, that's another another story for another day. I hear National Leader Christopher Luxon has been giving some uh, rather awkward interviews lately. What's he been doing? Jeez, it's been awkward. It's been what I would probably uh, say has been Christopher Luxon's, one of his worst weeks uh, as the National Party leader. There's just been a raft of interviews where he hasn't been able to get his point across as he wants uh, those points to land. They haven't landed with New Zealanders. They haven't landed um, in the interviews themselves. I mean, we look at budget day next month, but instead Nationals sort of getting hauled over the coals uh, over inflation and those proposed tax cuts, for example. Under a Nats government, Luxon would scrap Labor's new top 39% tax bracket. He wants to align it to 33%. But then, of course, there's questions over, well, if he was Prime Minister, he'd be making about 471000 bucks. So with that policy, he'd be getting an $18,000 tax break. It just is not good optics. And for me, the real bellwether for this was uh, the Labor Day gaffe. I mean, it was just stick your foot in it politicking. He didn't need to get involved. And suddenly he comes out and he suggests we could scrap Labor Day without any second thought. It was probably an internal joke that turned up in his media lines that suddenly he ended up talking about uh, in, an, in an interview and, and in a press conference uh, and then he had to walk that one back and then he had to admit well actually I'm not going to scrap any public holidays uh, it was just so so messy and of course all of this considering that uh, Nick Labour Day and rather sorry the Matariki Bill passed on the 11th of April oh, it was, it was yeah. done, it was done yeah. and dusted why yeah. are we still talking about it? Pointless Thank Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate your time, as always. Aaron Darman, who's the political reporter at uh, the Beehive for News Talk ZB.